Episode 51 is with Canoe Cove native Sarah McCachran. Enjoy. How's it going, everyone? My name is Luke Salton here from the Hockey with Hulsey podcast. Today, I'm proud to have on Cornell women's hockey defenseman Sarah McCachran. Sarah, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Now getting into things, you're at Cornell. How has the experience been there so far this year? It's been awesome. Um, I'm really glad that I chose Cornell. Uh, it's everything I could have hoped for, both with hockey, academically. Um, the team's great. People here are awesome. So it's been great so far. Obviously, you're at a prep school in Ontario last year, making the jump to the Division One level. What has kind of been the biggest shock for you and what has been the hardest part? Yeah, I mean, I guess last year I was at um, prep school, so that helped with the kind of living away from home thing. But for hockey wise, I'd say the biggest jump is just everyone um, in the D1 level is here to play. Uh, it's fast hockey. It's very physical. Um, I think within the last couple of years, even it's become even more physical and the refs are letting more go. So, I mean, I guess that was a transition, um, but it's not a hard one to make, especially playing with this team here. So obviously going at the division one level academics are valued very high how do your coaches kind of value academics versus playing yeah no our coaches definitely value academics um we're here as a student athlete and they make that very clear I guess Cornell is an Ivy League school um which definitely values academics so if we ever need to miss practice for school um that's supported and that's actually encouraged so it's been great. Um, and they understand if you do need to miss, which I guess not everywhere has that. So I like it. So we talked about earlier, you're in the Toronto area at a prep school. Walk us through your recruitment process and what made you decide to future your hockey career at Cornell? Yeah. So I guess actually I moved to Toronto in grade 11, um, but I had already kind of chosen Cornell before I went. Um, I guess my recruitment with Cornell started 2019 Canada Games and then the 2020 Women's National Championships. Um, and that's kind of where I guess my opportunities for universities started. Um, and for Cornell, I really chose it um, based on the people. Obviously, it has a great reputation as a hockey program, um, but just the values that our coaches have um, they're there anytime we want to go on for extra skills. They want us to be better as an individual and the culture they create. Um, everyone's on the same team and it's just a very healthy culture that I want to be a part of. You were obviously playing male hockey throughout most of your childhood, kind of transitioning over to the female game. What were kind of some big differences that you noticed? Yeah, I guess so. I was playing boys hockey and I did play up into Bantam. So there was hitting involved. Um, I guess that would probably be the biggest transition. No hitting in girls hockey, which I wouldn't I wouldn't say I threw hits, but just going into the corner knowing that you wouldn't get hit. Um, yeah. That was definitely a difference. But I would say um, that helped me as well. Um, going into the corner, I did shoulder checks. I know to get the puck quick. So I would say in a lot of ways, boys hockey helped me. Um, and honestly, there's not a ton of difference between both of them, but yeah. There's a lot of girls from BI that are trying to work their game and go to the States, play division one. You've been someone who kind of paved the path 
for a lot of girls. If they walked up to you and said, Sarah, what advice do you have for me? I'm trying to follow your footsteps. What would you say to them? You know what? Um, I mean, I guess maybe like, so being from PEI, I did not need to go away. Honestly, um, I got my opportunities before I left. So that's the main thing is you don't need to leave PEI if you want to go play somewhere. Um, Because I feel like that's what a lot of girls think that if they want to make it maybe NCAA, like they need to go get noticed in a bigger area, but that's not true. Um, If you stay in PEI and you work hard and you just make sure you're doing everything possible, um, showing yourself at like provincial stuff like ACC, your opportunities will come from that. And that's really all you need. Um, So yeah, I guess that's my biggest thing is just work hard every day. Just I think the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was do every practice as if someone's watching. So that's the way I kind of go about it. And yeah. So you're speaking on advice you got. Is there kind of someone in your life that's been the role model for you in your hockey career? I'd say growing up, um, I've always looked up to girls that are on like the Olympic national team. Um, Mary Fulcoulin, I think she's one of the best players, but she's also an awesome person and leader in general. Um, so I obviously looked up to her a lot. And then I guess whenever I was part of um, the U18 program for Hockey Canada, they were all very involved and they'd text us, give us advice. So that was helpful. Um, like is Andy Hart also. She's a defender for the Olympic team. And, you know, she's just always there. If I ever need advice, I can reach out. So it's nice to have people like that and they're willing to give back. So you're speaking about um, wearing the maple leaf for Team Canada. Um, obviously speaking, you went over to the U18 Worlds, as you mentioned. You brought home a gold medal. How cool was that to be a leader for that team and win a medal for your country? It was pretty special. I mean... Obviously, just being able to wear the maple leaf um, and then win a gold medal. There's not a lot of, I don't know, it's hard to put into words, but I guess I definitely felt a lot of pride going back to PEI after. Um, but yeah, it, it was just an amazing experience. Do you have a funny um, afterwards um, celebration um, story that you'd like to tell us? I don't know if it's funny, but like whenever we were still in the hotel, so I guess we, I forget what day it was, but let's say whatever night we won the gold medal, the next day we were still at the hotel packing up and getting ready to go to the Chicago airport. And I think I got like probably 10 texts or calls from different news places in PEI, which I was like, whoa. But I mean, I guess that just shows how small PEI is. And I feel like that kind of put the moment or made the moment even more special for me, just knowing that so many people were watching from PEI. You're talking about getting that attention from PEI. You're obviously a big name in women's hockey in PEI. Is it pretty special, as you mentioned, getting people reach out to you? But if you're walking down the street and a little girl notice you, is that pretty special? (laughs) I definitely would not call myself a big name, but yeah, I mean, it is special. Obviously, I would say I'm not the type of person that loves the attention. I mean, it happened and it was awesome that we won a gold medal, but it doesn't really change, I guess, who I am. So, but yeah, it's obviously special and I'm very proud to have done what I've done so far. Looking at your game, is there any pre or post game routines that you have? 
I like to keep it pretty. Um, I don't have a lot of superstitions. I mean, I always go out before the game um, to whatever rink I'm playing in, take both my sticks. I kind of do a little bit of visualization, um, listen to some of the same songs. I switch it up, honestly, just whatever songs I feel like listening to. Um, and then I just try to have fun, play keep up or spike ball, keep it loose. And then that's before the game. After the game, I just make sure to get a good cool down in. Um, but yeah, not a lot of superstitions. So what does a day in the life look like at Cornell? I guess it varies um, depending on what day of the week it is. But I guess for most weekdays, Monday to Thursday, um, we all have classes. So some days um, there's morning skills in the morning. So you'll go from like seven to eight, do morning skills, go to your classes uh, for the day. Um, sometimes you'd have lift in the morning in the mornings too. Um, then you go to your classes for the day, normally done around like 3.30 ish, and then go to the rink. Sometimes we have video um, lifts, practice, you know, just um, typical things. And then you're at the rink for the night go back. If you have any work, you do it. Um, I personally like to try to get my work done during the day and then you do it again. And then we play Fridays and Saturdays. Well, Sarah, that's awesome. And thank you so much for coming on my show today. Thank you for having me. Just like that, 51 episodes, a lot of big things are coming. I just dropped some merchandise. It's in my description. Thanks for signing off for now.